There he is. Look at that. Hey, what's up? Um, we got a water for you over there. The sound awesome. should be all should be all good. For tobacco use only. Huh? For tobacco use only. Oh uh, yeah, dude. I know. I thought I've had that since college. I thought it was a pretty good touch. I, f- I feel like you're one of the first people in a very long time to talk about that. I have a bong in the corner over there. I'll take a quick picture for you guys so you can see it. Uh, but it says tobacco use only. And I thought that was funny. So I left the sticker on. Guys, Jabron Salim in studio. And before you get on the couch, guys, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show, March 16th, 8 p.m., 145 Bowery. Check the link in this freaking YouTube video. Dude, we got a fly in the studio? I... All right, well, I guess it's good luck to be flying around. Maybe I'll open this window, encourage it to go out. One second. Uh, all right, bro, hop in. All right. Get in there. Did you um you go to a lot of uh, Nets, Wait, so Nets games? Oh, I mean, not really, not like live streaming, but. It feels live. It feels live, right? It's happening right now. There you go. Throw those on. How you sound? It sound good? Yeah, it sounds great. Pop in here. And then I don't think you need to use too much uh, too much hand action. No, you good? I'm good. I'm Let's good. go, Jabron. All right, What's up, hand buddy? action. Good man. Good. Dude, good to see you, What's bro. Up? So coming in from uh, coming in from Brooklyn. Coming in from Brooklyn. So like like I was saying, have you been to uh, Brooklyn Nets games? Is that your? Is I that have your type not. Of I no? live so close to the Barclay Center, though. I just haven't. You haven't gone to other events there. No. Okay, so my sister and her boyfriend just went to r- Monday Night Raw. Okay, I was going to say, wrestling. If, if I was like excited to go to an event, that I would would be really the one. follow wrestling, but I would definitely want to see a live Especially wrestling Especially since show. it's across the street. So they yeah. were in the rafters, paid like $30 okay. for the tickets. Oh, that's not bad at all. But the thing is, with the Barclays Center, I think it's just so much steeper than the older stadiums because yeah. they're just trying to pack in as many seats as possible. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, as opposed yeah. to like, if you go MSG in the rafters, like it's a pretty good seat. Yeah, theoretically, nosebleeds and nosebleeds. Well, have you been to a Nets game? I have, but okay. um, I, but I haven't been like all the way up there. So I've been okay. to a few Nets games, and I like the hip hop vibe, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like very different than the MSG. MSG doesn't feel okay. snooty or anything. What is the hip hop vibe? I mean, compared pl- to the MSG, because I don't go to that many sports th- games. They're playing like a lot of hip hop. Okay, the game. and then I Jay Z, like, Alicia exact. Keys, the classic, dude, exactly. New York, yeah, yeah New York okay. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not even that one, like the the. Welcome to the stash pa five sixties that that time. Okay. But it's fresh. And then they yeah. have like a lot of um <laughs> I think that's the same urban concert. Yeah. <laughs> you just switched to it a different be, part of the yeah, verse. Right. Uh, a, different, a different chorus. Yeah, the so, last two bars. Dude, so let's um let's start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, when okay. did you grow up in New York in Brooklyn? No. I was born in North Carolina. Ooh, what part? Greensboro. Okay, so just side note before you continue your story, my okay. grandmother grew up in Oxford, North Carolina. Oh wow! Is it, you familiar with that? No, just very very suburban type. <laughs> Oxford town. Like doesn't exist anymore. Farmer. Like tobacco, really? No, I'm just fucking. Uh, imagine. <laughs> I was like, so tobacco. As we started off the episode, okay, smoking tobacco bong. Nice. I didn't get that at my grandmother's house though. Okay. But anyway, go ahead, bro. No, what? Wait, what were we going with with your grandmother? Oh, she was from North Carolina. Okay, yes, yes. So um, I I met your grandmother when I was born, actually. Yeah, she's a nice lady. She's so sweet. She's really cool. She gave birth to me. You know what I mean. She's my mom. She is my mom. We're related. That's what the show's all about. Welcome to Ted Jones World. Yeah, Uh, my uncle. (laughs) We're all family. That's the message. (laughs) Literally. There you go. Growing up uh, in Greenberg, North Carolina. Yeah, so born in Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro. Family moved to Virginia. 
basically, my dad was like uh, an environmental engineer in North Carolina for like some private company or something. And then we all moved to Virginia near D.C. because then my dad started working for the government. And then my parents got divorced and fast forward a few years, I moved to Western New York, about seven hours away from New York City, small town called Dansville, near a college named Geneseo, biggest city nearby is Rochester. Damn, dude. All right. Yeah. So I um I played tennis pretty competitively and there okay. were there I were didn't f- know that. there were a few sectionals up in Rochester. Okay. So we'd take the plane up there and go there for like two nights a year. I remember that. Just were those spending like, a lot of time in upstate New York. Were those like the easy days where there weren't a lot of competition? Like no, those well, particular those, part of your leg? Well, those were the ones that I think like all the kids who were in central New York would go to. Okay. So they drive like three or four hours. Okay. Where if I were to go okay. to Long Island on a Friday or Saturday yeah, yeah. night, those were usually like hour and a half trips, even okay. though the traffic was awful. So you okay. went to school in a suburban life for the most part throughout um, Virginia and North Carolina and then upstate New York. Dude. Sort of like up upstate New York. It's more like Western New York. I, I don't even know if it, I guess it's suburban, but it's really like a small town like a very small town. Where did, you, you, did you have a lot of friends who went to SUNY Geneso? Geneseo. Geneseo my yeah, I had a few friends that went to SUNY Geneseo. Yeah. My little brother went there for a while too. Oh, okay. Actually. Did yeah. you go to college up there? No. Where'd I got the fuck out. Uh I moved uh I like New York. Uh I like Western New York. Maybe that came off too aggressive. I don't know. Did that come off aggressive? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean you were in New York City fuck now. That shit so play- I would assume no. that that's how most people feel though. When no, they no, leave no, 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 I don't like that. No? Well, I moved to Virginia, so I went to undergrad at VCU in Richmond, Virginia. Virginia Commonwealth Virginia University Commonwealth for those University. who don't know. They have a good tennis team. And that's yeah? the reason I know. Oh, all I didn't these even know that. Okay. Pocket schools. They used to be good at basketball. Yeah, they had Shaka Smart yeah. for a moment. They made the was it the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight? Both. I don't oh, know. Well, that just, would be fair. I'm if they, did, if they did make the Elite Eight, they'd make the Sweet 16. Okay, right? cool. You, what do you mean? Recently, you, you weren't aware of this? No. You don't like basketball. I like basketball. I just don't watch it fair. often. Fair. But if the is it the Commodores? What are you guys? The Virginia Well University. Oh, the Rams. The but if the Rams well, made the... Is, yeah, Commodores if the, is... If the Rams made the Elite Eight, I feel like... We'll, we'll pop it up right here, Jabron, so you can see it out okay. there. But that would have been a pretty... Big um, point for you to, you know, rep some school pride, right? Yeah. But anyway, you went to VCU. Yeah. Private school, right? No. uh, Our state school. VCU state school, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So I went there. I was there for undergrad. And then I moved to New York. I was either going to go to Florida or New York. To do what? What did you major in? So I I made I double majored undergrad in creative advertising and psychology. Yo, all right. And so I was originally in creative advertising because VCU I went there for their art program and the first year is called AFO Art Foundation Optics. I have no idea. It's definitely not optics. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, but basically, you like take generalized painting classes, drawing classes, stuff like that. But I like injured myself. But the reason why I was in AFO is because after your first year, then you applied to the specialization and I wanted to do graphic design. So I injured myself. I couldn't really finish the program the What'd first year. Um, I was just a douchebag who worked out improperly oh, shit, and I like tore a ligament. Were, were you trying to max out on a bench or what? I, doubt it. I what was doubt it was even that much weight. 
No, but it was a bench. Is that what? No, no, no. Was, what are you? Are these cleans or something? What do you? Yeah, sure. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I was just doing that, trying to like build up these these the traps. traps. Right, yeah, right, right. and Classic. I fucked my wrist up. Bros love building traps. Oh, for sure. It's all about right the traps. So you yeah. hurt you, and you couldn't paint because of this injury. Yeah. Damn, dude. Because I'm left-handed. But I was interested in graphic design anyways, which is like computer based. Okay. So then I went, uh, so then I dropped out of the art program and, and I went to mass communication, mass communications, which had creative advertising. But still at VCU. Still at VCU. So you graduated from VCU. Yeah. And we're going to move to Florida or New York to pursue marketing. Well, I knew I was going to go to grad school that I wanted to go to grad school just because I didn't know what really I was going to do after that, like to get a job. What kind of what grad school, what, um, what type of focus? So I went to grad school. So I moved to New York. I went to NYU for psychology. Oh, wow, bro. Okay. And then I started comedy. I didn't even plan on starting comedy until I came to New York. How did you start getting into comedy though from psychology? I mean, I was obsessed with comedy like since forever. Oh, okay. Always. I just didn't know you could do comedy. Like how, it, how it just it? wasn't in my brain that, oh, this is an option that you can pursue it as a career and something you do as a passion through your life. And it's a job. Did you finish psychology school? I finished my master's. I didn't even think I was going to finish. How I'm surprised that, how, I finished. How long did that take? More than it should have. Yeah. It was a two-year program. It at least took me three years. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. especially the last year, I was supposed to be working on a thesis, and then I was just, like, obsessed with comedy. What did you write your thesis about? Extroversion and introversion. And there you go. And yeah. that's it. On to the next step, comedy. Yeah, on to the next yeah, chapter. That I'm on stage. Nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. So what was the first moment when you were like, all right, I'm going to finish... I'm going to graduate and get this degree in psychology, but I'm going to pursue comedy. And <laughs> were your parents chill about it? I think the psychology degree part was more of a afterthought. And the first thought was, oh, I'm doing comedy. And then it was like, oh, wait, but what am I doing in school and how do I pay for it? Growing up in a place like, well, I said you was, it was just like a small town. Were there other kids that wanted to get out? of the small town like you did or were there other people who stayed in the rochester's or north carolina or other i'd say 50 50 yeah i feel like that's a rule of thumb for almost everywhere right that like people will 50 50 people 50 stay 50 back stay yeah 50 50 stay 50 50 leave, or 50 percent leave yeah and then 25 percent might come back right. and the other 25 percent that stayed might leave i think it's also if you it's get like constant yeah constant wave of like you never really know who but i guess ultimately at any given point 25 percent have left yeah and i think if you get like a good opportunity right out of college especially in your hometown you're more way more likely to stay oh yeah you but know then something a, like that but then a pandemic drops and you're like fuck i missed my mom but what was the true <laughs> obviously <laughs> but what was the what was, what was the florida thing why did you almost go to florida oh okay so when i was an undergrad i was really really into creative advertising and you just wanted to tan and, and I just wanted to tan, of course, <laughs> naturally. Yeah, dude, you're a dark course. guy. Yeah, that golden turmeric glow. There you go. Um, but basically, I was real into creative, creative advertising. The two best advertising schools mm. were one was VCU, uh, the Brand Center, and the other was Miami Ad School. And I didn't want to be in Virginia. Like, I didn't, I don't know if I applied to the Brand Center, but at, at, at 
one point I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go there after I graduate undergrad. But basically, I went to Florida, and I was like, oh, I think I, I think I'll live in Florida. You visited University yeah, of Miami, yeah, and I went to the school there, and I like met. What was that like? How did you not end up there? Um, I don't know if I fully apply. I don't even remember anymore. I just remember getting in to NYU to New York City, and I was like, I'm just moving to New York City. What, where did you live when you came to New York City? Student housing. How was that? I was so stupid as far as loans. I had no concept of loans. So talk I was about just that. like, because um, you had to get. Did you have to get a separate living loan? Like you had to take out twenty five thousand dollars to live in a studio. Separately? I don't know what I did. Uh, no, no. So it was student housing. No, it was it wasn't a student. Well, actually, first they sent me to student housing in Brooklyn, in a studio with a dude. And was we're, it, it was NYU student housing. Though. NYU student housing. Right. And it was in Brooklyn. And when you first move to New York City, you're, I don't know how other people feel, but it's like Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx. No, well, like I'm here for Manhattan. Totally. Right? right, right. So I'm like, why am I? And my school <laughs> was in so, Manhattan. Yeah. So I'm like, why the fuck am I sharing a room with a dude? I'm in grad school. It's not undergrad. Paying, and I'm paying out the ass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I, I like, applied to live in manhattan and then i was just living in manhattan but dude i'm sharing a room with someone like for the money that i paid i could have easily gotten an apartment and you didn't have your own bathroom right you have your bathroom down no the no, hall? no no we had our own bathroom okay yeah well we shared a bathroom with your mate or sweet mate or roommate your roommate and that lasted a year and then you moved to manhattan yeah and then yeah i was i was at grad housing on 26th between i think first and second uh, two blocks away from New York Comedy Club on 24th. And would you just go there as an audience member initially years ago? I, I loosely looked up mics around New York, just like kind of just like glancing at the potential opportunities of what I could be doing. Like not actually doing the open mic, but just like, okay, so this exists. Like it starts like that kind of. Then I'd walk past New York. Then I think I w walked in one day and I was like, okay, so you guys do open mics? And they're like, yeah, so these are the times. And then the next time I went, I was on a date. No way. At New and York you were Comedy up? Club. At a, no, I wasn't on stage. I was just watching. Okay. You know when you go to a mic and you're like, why the fuck would anyone come here as an audience? Right. Well, I was, the, there you I go. was in the audience. Okay. With a girl, but it was probably on you, a date. It was probably you wanting to build up some sort of courage, though. That's probably why you went in as an audience oh, member, 100%. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like desens desensitizing myself sure. to the world right. of me potentially performing. And how old were you at that time? Twenty like ten years ago. Yeah, so that was like twenty six. Yeah. What did the girl think? She your wife now or what, dude? No, she's like uh, this is terrible. <laughs> I mean, dude, it takes a lot. I think you were also testing out the waters of that girl. Because, like, if she was into Probably. the comedy, you're, you're likely going to marry her. In my head, it was like two birds, one stone. It was like a date, totally. and I can scout <laughs> the mic. Dude, that's sometimes, like, I, I do. I rarely go on dates. But there are sometimes where girls are like, oh, I'll come to one of your shows. I'm like, girl, I think you got to earn that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but... Uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to be hanging out with a girl. Like, dude, there's a lot of pressure. If I, imagine if I came to a show and I was and I brought a girl that I was like, oh yeah, this is my date. You'd be like, yeah. why is Ted bringing a date that like he's not his girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like to a show? Yeah, I wouldn't be. People you do that all the time. Do they? I think you should do that. Well, I don't know. You're showcasing a skill set and a career, and something that you're passionate about, and right. it's a form of That's entertainment. True. I don't, and you, I don't, well, you know what you're right to harp on that also you want the person that you're on a date with like that she has to be comfortable with that like right away or he has to be comfortable with that whatever like girls yeah. uh girls i think have a tougher time at that trying to find men who are okay with i'm them sure going it's on way stage, more difficult yeah talking about whatever maybe their personal life sex life and then, yeah and then also a guy would become the not the butt of the joke but definitely the topics of the joke and i think guys have to have thicker skin in that sense to an extent, it also depends on your voice on stage. Like what you're saying on stage could be attractive or it could be unattractive. Right. If you're on stage, like I fucking hate women. Am I right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your you're girlfriend like, or date right? is like, what the hell? Where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. So it is a quick way to find out if you like the person, if you're a comedian or not. In psychology, did you do any specific studies that related to comedians and how they would deal with people in real life or on stage how did that look no but i think as comedians we've all kind of assessed our own patterns of the the comedian archetype and like what personality traits go along with that i mean it always varies but we didn't specifically study at least in my program humor wasn't really a focus unfortunately what do you but there i feel like it should be i think i think related to humor there's also group dynamics and that's so huge within like social psychology or just the concept of these strangers in a room and what they laugh at and what they think is funny. That's what we assume they're laughing at and not laughing at. But there's they're also laughing because X is with them or they're not laughing because X isn't. I don't know is if that means like if their grandmother is next to them, sure. they could love the joke and not laugh. And, and it depends on the darkness in the room, yeah. lightness in the room, maybe. Yeah, so so just even, I mean, so that's not really a specific topic, but I think there's so much social psychology and psychology involved in just assessing the group dynamics and reading the room. But I think innately as comedians, we teach ourselves how to sense that. What kind of stuff would they teach you as like a baseline of reality in a psychology program? Like, are you reading people a lot? Do you find yourself, like, as a psychology major? No, I mean, it was just a master's program. It, I mean, we read a lot. There was, a, like, counseling classes. It was more the internships that provided more tangible experience. Because I have heard that, like, if your parents are psychologists, you grow up a little bit different. Yeah, but I think we all like to, like, we all like, like, to make ourselves feel special and individual, no matter what your parents are, you could say that. If you have two parents that are plumbers, you're probably going to be a little bit different. It's probably true, <laughs> but any field. But yeah, I think there's so much psychology's fault as understanding a group dynamic within an audience. But that's not something you really learn in school. Do you ever learn about music and the psychology and how it makes you feel and why people would potentially want to hear new jokes all the time when they would rather go to a concert and know every single Adele song, you know, like the disconnect between people wanting to know music and wanting to know every <laughs> single lyric and listening to it 50 times in a row uh -huh. and then being like, bro, I heard this joke that he, I heard that three months ago the last time I saw him. 
Oh, interesting. You're saying why don't people get fatigued by a hit song versus a joke? I don't think that discrepancy is necessarily a constant. Mm, it probably is to an extent, but and like, it, and it also depends maybe how much you're feeling that comedian. Like, like I would love. Sorry, I spilled water on your couch. Um, like when I started, I love there's I loved Anthony Jeselnik, and I went to see him live, and I wanted him to do the jokes that I knew, right? But along with new stuff, but I wanted to hear, and I would listen to albums like on repeat. You know, that's interesting, man. Because usually you'd. I mean, maybe if you weren't a fan of him. Yeah, but I'm like different. a comedy nerd, you know? So, like, yeah. that's that's not the average personality. I mean, I, I think just the... Uh, it, it's interesting, you know, because people will literally sing song for weeks. Yeah. You know, repeat for weeks. And then if you go and you see a comic and you're like, oh, three months ago I heard that joke. Like, Beca I, I think it's because the thing. initial stimuli of the punchline doesn't is not as sustainable unexpected. over a long period of time. Com compared to if you, when you hit a good melody or rhythm or Adele is like, hello, or I'm really bad at hello. singing in lyrics. There's stimuli, but if you start going to a joke, I just be like, this motherfucker's running a bit on me. I don't know, but uh, well, that, that doesn't match up because I'm a comedian. But like to someone else, it wouldn't have the same stimuli over and over and over because music has a different kind of stimuli, stimuli. This is all just me. I'm just talking off the top of my head. This is not that's like the studies. Podcast, yeah. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, well, you have some, I wouldn't fact you have check some me background. You have some background. A little so. bit. Yeah. <coughs> Any friends still in, in, the, in the suburbs? <laughs> Any friends? Question mark. Any friends, no further mark. characters in the sentence. <laughs> Any friends? Question mark. Da, 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 uh, question mark. Any friends? What? Like when your dad was working for the government. Uh-huh. Do you have any friends that still lived in the same place that you grew up? Whether it was, Oh, in uh, Virginia? Yeah, Virginia or North Carolina. Yeah. It's weird. Most of the friends that I'm in touch with are from college and not before. So in Virginia from there are like like friends from before, but I'm I'm just I'm not as close or I haven't maintained the relationships, but college, yeah. The people some people are in Virginia, but some people are scattered out, one's in Texas, one's in Cali. Did you ever almost go into the same field as one of your friends though? I mean, as a brown guy, we're all <laughs> pre-med at some point sure. in our college education. So, I thought about it. But what, ultimately, like being a doctor? Yeah. And like going to med school, doing the whole we, I think we year. all think <laughs> about it at some point. Yeah. Did your parents grow up in the Middle East? Mm -hmm. Well, they were they were both born in Pakistan, South Asia, um, but I was born here. They both immigrated to North Carolina. Oh, okay, so you yeah. haven't like done comedy over there in the Middle East ever? No, no, no. You ever, would you ever like to do a Pakistani special? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, I'll perform anywhere. Do you speak any other languages? So, I know a little Urdu, U-R-D-U, Urdu. The D is like a T-H kind of sound. So, that, that's the native language of in Pakistan. Oh, wow. Urdu. I know a little, but like a few broken words. Yeah. So, did you ever feel any prejudice being Middle Eastern in New York? Oh, well, you know, I'm not Middle Eastern. Oh. So, I'm South Asian. Oh, my bad. No. Is that racist? I don't think so. No, no you're learning. Yeah, there you go. It's not racist if you don't know when you're asking. Okay, That's true. I want people should should feel comfortable asking. Okay, so. Cool. Um, 
Wait, what is it? Oh, did I feel any like discrimination stuff? Yeah, of course. And but, where the most do you think? At what point in your life, maybe? I mean, right after 9-11. Where did you feel it the most, though? Was it like in high school? In my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Though. Right in the nuts. Right in the neuters. Oh, like in, yeah, in school. But what kind of stuff was it? Like white kids being like, oh, you're a terrorist. Um, yeah. Or was it like mainstream media? No, from kids in school. There was, there was some stuff. Like what? Care to share? Um, let's see. One time, I'm trying to think of this story. I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, one time, I remember I had like a, a broken collarbone. My arm was in a sling. Some dude shouted out towel head to me. And I said to him, the only time I use a towel is when your mom's on her period. There you go. And he slammed me up against a car. Fast forward. Like, I'm going to really paraphrase and fast forward. I was at someone else's prom at a bonfire party afterwards. And he accused me of stealing beer. And he went in his truck. He pulled out a bat. And he chased me in his truck while I jumped into my friend's car. Like a movie from 1987. This is in North Carolina? This was in Western New York. Oh my gosh. So that's one example. I'm not going to give any more examples than yeah. that. But Ted, what about you? So you know so much about me, but I don't know anything about you. Bring on the questions, Ted bro. Jones World, where are you from? I'm from, so I was born in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, cool glasses, then, by the way. Thank you, David. Are those Warby? That. Yes. Nice. Nice call. Very nice, yeah. I bought like three pairs of them four years ago. Okay, and very cool. Ever since. I might need to get LASIK surgery though. Do, do, do you get LASIK? Or do you want I to? I should. You should. Do you wear contacts? Well, yeah, when I don't wear glasses. And my yeah. eyes are pretty bad. How much are you spending on contacts? It's wild that people have this bad eyes, by the way. Like if I didn't have glasses, I don't know how Dude, I don't Mine are probably worse than your. Well, it, what are your what's numbers? What's bad is people's perception of what's bad. Sure. Because people are like, what's bad? I'm like, how bad is it? And you're like, mine is 0. 0.5. And ne I'm like, no, what no, no, the no. fuck? No, no, no. I'm a real bad guy. Ne negative 3.25. <laughs> what? That's not bad? That's not that bad. What mine is 4.25. Yeah, it's it, yeah, that's not See, good. mine is so bad, I say minus and not negative. You can still say negative <laughs> without it hurting your feelings. Yeah, that's true. I have to do a positive But, but bro, I think I think both of us need to get LASIK surgery. So, if there's a sponsor out there listening oh, right 100%, now, we would I would get totally it. do it. My dad got it in like 1999 when it was probably five times as expensive as it is now. I think now you can get it for like what, 800 and I, something like that. Okay, an I, yeah. Anyway, so I was born in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. The idea of paying per eye is very right. uncomfortable. Yeah, that's also true. That does sound like a little bit bootleg. Well, wait, Flushing. I didn't tell me about yourself, but how, how much are you paying for contacts a year? Above 600? Okay, so I bought a six-month supply, and the oh. plan is to make that last a year and a half. Okay. You know what I mean? So like I'll wear glasses. I'll maybe I'll keep it in one night. If, okay. If, you know, if, if I can do freaky, that. Yeah. Feeling loose. So I don't, I don't religiously take them in and out every single night and I'll wear glasses here and there. So a six month supply was probably like, I don't know. And these are daily. Yeah. Yeah. 700 bucks. And then it'll last me a year and a half. Okay. 
when I could just do the, the, it will work out. I think if I just do 800 and I, and then just get it done. But it's crazy that people, the one thing, I mean, maybe people's hearings, the hearing, excuse me, is affected Yeah. when you're younger and you might not know because you yeah. don't have a gauge of what good hearing is. But this that vision, it's crazy. Do you sleep with your contacts in sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. It's so weird. I'll do that sometimes too. And it's so bad for us. But I will always remove a condom off from when I'm having sex. Like at <laughs> wait, the end wait, of wait. sex. At the end of sex, yeah, yeah, you don't sleep with it on. No, and well, that's, that's safer. That's safer. That's more hygienic than sleeping with your contacts in. You think? Yeah. With a, a, that, a loaded up condom? Yeah. Maybe. I think so. I mean, it's not, it's not like in you. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but sometimes... Like I your just, contact I is kind that. of in you. It's like just Definitely a tip. Definitely in you. Yeah, and it's a scarier thought, maybe. Because like you're closing yeah. your eyes with a foreign object inside of you. Yeah. I guess, yeah, maybe I should change out my contacts Like if more. you leave your contacts in long enough, it'll look like someone emptied a condom in your eye. Theoretically. It's, yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, the I'm red. Just, I'm just, and the, I'm just and taking whiteness. shots of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, All right, that might be do you want Do you want to know more about my life? No, no, Sorry, I do. Okay, so you're, you grew up in New Jersey. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I moved here when I was six weeks old. My parents both got jobs in the city. So I grew oh. up in Manhattan. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. You're like a New York kid. I'm a New Yorker. True New nice. Yorker. Started taking the subway to school when I was 12 years nice. old. Nice. Uh, so I had to grow up a little bit faster than wow. grow up in a small town or suburbia. You know? Do people find this fast? I find yes. this fascinating. Yes. It's yes. so mind-boggling nobody, to me. nobody actually grew up in the city. Wow. <laughs> you know, maybe they grew up in like deep Queens. But well, when we refer to the city, we refer to... Manhattan, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'd say nobody's really grown up in Manhattan. Do you have any... So 12 years old, you started taking the bus? Subway. Subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 12, 13 year. Can you recall any, like, creepy, pedophile-like behavior from someone else? No. Being... No? Not, a, not as a 12-year-old boy kind of just go, going about the motions. Because a lot of people, a lot of younger kids would do that. They would have their school buddy... They'd travel the subway with them because that's kind of that's how I yeah. grew up. Okay, and so it was, you, you it was, were there solo. Yeah, I mean it depends, but it was less like the. Um, I I did feel looking back on it, I think that I did feel safe because I knew that I, I knew how to get around mm. as opposed to the drunk driving that kids do all over the freaking country. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I would get in less trouble i think because i had more options things to do when it yeah. was just like growing up in the suburbs maybe you know that one friday night yeah um, a month your parents would have to pick you up from the kid's house because you were too drunk something like that yeah more freedom i think allowed me to be less crazy and less chaotic but i do know a lot of kids who ended up being sober by the time they were 22 years old oh i would <laughs> imagine they had your access, access is that. insane yeah, yeah, here yeah, dude, crazy access have you lived Whatever. anywhere else outside of New York City? Yeah, so I went to UConn. I played tennis at UConn for two years, okay. and I graduated UConn. So I lived there for four years, and that was like a complete 180 from growing up in New York City. It was like yeah. farm life in the middle of nowhere. Was it? Did you like it more, that life? Like, how nah, do you enjoy man, it was, it the non-city so, life? It was so slow, so different. Yeah. Like, even, when, even when I go to LA, I'm like, this is way too slow. You know, yeah. you have to go to the CVS, you get all this shit, then you get back to your apartment, and oh my God, I forgot toothpaste, then you got to go out another 30 minutes. Yeah, As but at least you can drive quickly. I don't really like, you know, yeah. really like the driving. Do you yeah. like city life? Like you're never leaving? I would move to California. LA? 
I mean, I would settle down not in a city you near You spent some time out in L.A., right? Yeah, but I haven't been there since the pandemic. How long were you in L.A. for, though? But I was in there for a couple of months. I think I was just there for pilot season, just trying to, like, knock out some auditions and then, you know, do stand-up around the area. You didn't find that L.A. was slow? I mean, nothing beats New York stand-up. Yeah. As a stand-up... I mean, I mean, so you, like, were born and raised in New York, essentially. I was born no, and no, raised... Definitely, definitely. definitely yeah. I was born and raised as a comedian in New York. So how, how like you can compare the non city life to the, it's hard to compare other States comedy wise when you're like building shit, just like running around. Do you New ever York headline in, in North, uh, North Carolina, in North or, Carolina. Or, or like upstate I've New York? I've done some shows, not recently, but, uh, I used to do a lot of colleges around there too. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a good thing to get connected with. Oh, for sure. For sure. But there's just something about running around New York city, spot, spot, spot. And then it's also, a thing. yeah. And then just seeing other amazing comedians. It's wild. Dude. Like, we have so much we interact with comedians that other people are just like watching on youtube like you know dying wishing that they could see them live yeah i think the the thing about new york is like it it doesn't seem that anything could really be as fast paced or faster paced even when you think about cities in other parts of the world Mm. I mean, maybe Tokyo could be as fast paced, but they don't have the they don't have the English speaking comedy game. That yeah, we, that nothing beats of. New York for sure. Yeah. So it's different, man, because I'll get spoiled when I go to other slower cities. Like my dad lives in Miami. I'll go down to Miami yeah. for three nights. I'm like, get me yeah. out of your dude. Yeah. It's 85 and sunny. It's, it's like amazing. It's good for 36 hours. No. And then I'm like, all right, let's go to New York, bounce around, do five things in a night. Yeah. Did you when did you start comedy? Um, I mean, bro, you probably remember me freestyling at Danny Palmer's show like nice. five years way ago. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was probably that was like right around the hint of me doing stand up. That's fun. sort of. Yeah, but uh, I was I was always like an improv heavy type okay. of performer. Yeah, and then once UCB shut down, I was like, all right, I gotta. Yeah, get, it get was more a sign. Stand up. Yeah, yeah. Stand up situation, but like um ucb and improv now in the city, it's so hard to come by good improv always, but. I mean, just taking those classes and trying to perform in New York City now, improv-wise, mm. seems to be way more difficult. Because you got to find, you know, five to seven other people that have the same schedule as you. Yeah. And stand-up comedy is just like, all right, do whatever you're ready. Whatever if, the shit you want. If you were stranded on an island and your only form of entertainment that you <laughs> could watch for comedy. the rest of your life, yeah. if it was improv or comedy. That's a crazy question, dude. What would it be? There's a lot of different yeah. factors. Do you ever, do you ever um, get really into improv? You ever like it? I took a couple classes. UCB. I, yeah, I never really liked. it. But did you ever? I mean, it was cool. Did you ever go to one of those shows? Though, oh yeah, and like you, you saw some good improv. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can like pinpoint like, oh, that person's really good. Yeah, dude. Like there were some times that I saw improv and I was dying yeah. laughing. And there are obviously times when I see can't uh, stand up and I'm dying laughing. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's a very interesting question. Who do you think is more annoying to hang out with? Stand-up comedians or improv comedians? (laughs) Probably improv. Yeah? I think think stand-up comics have their own... Like, a cool stand-up comic is a cool person. Yeah. A cool improv person might not be a cool person. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, You know, because, like, you're you're dependent on five other people to have a good vibe with you in order for you to be cool. Stand-up comics stand alone. Yeah. And we have... We have the the traits, the stereotypes of us that we're neurotic, 
um, what are the? I mean, there's it, a lot of bad right well, traits improv that, people though are like more like we're dark it we're, feels like lord of the rings type okay yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like not yeah, to be kind of fun rude and mean yeah. but like that's kind of their vibe comedian i, I don't know if this is a happy cl- or sorry sad clown we get that stand-ups do improv comedians get that that's not an association with improv no. comedians the it's sack, like, like the depressed lord, yeah lord of the rings freaking game of thrones when yeah. i think of improv yeah type people yeah <laughs> and that's why I never, I didn't really have any connections with people who ever did improv. I think that was also part of the reason where I kind of. You were more into left, Harry Potter. Yeah, left improv behind. <laughs> and I was like, Harry You're Potter. like, fuck Lord of the Rings. Bro, people say these are Harry Potter glasses a little bit. What do you guys think? Let us know in the goddamn comments. You know, you, what do you have, Warbies? I think I've seen I you with Warby's. your glasses on. I have before. Warbies. The clear ones. I mean, generally most glasses are cl- oh you mean the frames <laughs> i was like yeah, as opposed frame. to sunglasses no, I, think, I think i've seen you with the clear frames yeah right? yeah now that no 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 i don't have a clear frame yeah maybe those were just contacts if you see me in public wearing glasses it's i probably don't want to be seen does that make sense yeah it's like bedtime slash morning like yeah I, I i won't wear glasses on stage or i will really make an effort well not it to. changes your whole personality you think so? Yeah. Or the way people see you. Well, your character, yeah, just the aesthetics oh, of how yes. people perceive you. Just wearing glasses. I mean, even if you're not a comedian, if you see if you accustomed to seeing someone who doesn't wear glasses and then they put on they just look smarter. Yeah, it's and wild. even on a subconscious level, I'm sure you'll behaviorally respond as if they were more intelligent. Cuz I remember I I have a bit where I don't have my glasses on and I'm like I look like a frat bro who loves cocaine and then I did the same bit with the glasses on way less of a response. Well yeah, that you know changes I mean? everything. Exactly, I don't really you just look, look like, like, like you do cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Frat bro less so. <laughs> just enjoy frat a light bro bump so. here like and there. That. Yeah, man. What were, what were the drugs like growing up in uh <laughs> in uh suburbia like Oh, that? this is interesting. Okay. So, I was so curious about drugs in high school. I I loved researching drugs, like looking up shrooms. I didn't have access to any of it. I definitely bought fake weed. I bought $80 worth of fake weed. Whoa. How much was it? Do you remember visually? Um, They weren't <laughs> even like, like weed bags. It was, they look like little like slivers I don't know what was it in a they, Ziploc bag? No. I think it was maybe a Ziploc bag with these four little bags, but not like square like how like a like a small bag of weed that you'd buy on the street or something. Yeah, it it was more like horizontal. It was more like it looked like this. Kind of like a joint plastic and then inside was like oregano or something. Oh damn, did you smoke it? Mm-hmm. Did you I, um, get what so, Italian? So, <laughs> so I was, <laughs> so I was really, I was, I really, I grew up on hip hop. I love the Wu Tang, and I remember Barclays. So, wait, what? We got to get you the Barclays. Oh yeah, Center. for sure, for sure. Uh, but there was some uh, RZA. Oh, Wu Tang. Yeah, he had some line about I smoked the honey dip blunts. Something, something, something. So you dipped your blunt in honey. So I rolled a, I made a honey dipped oregano joint. And I smoked it. And then I think I told my stepbrother. How old were you at the time? I, was, I think I was a... May have been a sophomore in high school. How old is a sophomore in high school? Like 15, 16. Yeah. I was like 15. 
And then, yeah, I definitely smoked it with the expectation that, like, whoa, this is going to be crazy. So I'm going to enter this magical thought, world yeah, of, of <laughs> colors and illusions and shapes and pastries. None of that. It was just me smoking honey that was, like, herb-flavored. Were kids in your high school doing in- intense ass drugs, though? Like heroin? And oh, was heroin, fentanyl he- heroin, fentanyl was not around. Heroin was around. What I don't understand that. Like, why do kids end up doing it? Is it just like so boring sometimes? Growing up in Probably. a small town like that. I, what What was the excuse for people in your high school doing H? I mean, I think it's an excuse for anyone. They just wanted to get high. They want to feel different. Possi- I mean, I think sometimes it could be subconscious, like an escape. Yeah. Also, I think when you're in high school, I mean, not that drugs are you're immune to them at other phases of your life but when you're in high school your emotions are like on the surface of your skin everything is so, so intense yeah, yeah i would imagine drug usage usage at least getting accustomed to it when you have so much anxiety and ner- it's like a it's a coping mechanism and when you're in high school emotionally with all your hormones and stuff, you may want, you may need more to cope. Do you grow up near a tobacco farm in North Carolina? They have a lot of those down there. No, in Virginia, there's a lot of tobacco farms oh. too, though. Um, no, but I just know cigarettes were so cheap when I was in college because it was in Virginia. What? Virginia cigarettes are so cheap. It's crazy here. They're Taxes like $15. Cheaper. That's insane. Did you ever smoke cigarettes? When I drank. Classic. You still drink? No. Oh, you so you're sober. No. Well, I'll smoke weed. California sober, as they say. Yeah, I don't want to be California sober though. What What does that entail besides just smoking weed? Cookies. <laughs> oh, okay, true. <laughs> I want to be California slim, not California sober. California. No, 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 no. I just um, no. I don't drink. I'll smoke weed. But I'm trying to cut back. I just want to be more focused. Do you have a bad drinking story that made you get to that point or no? Just like constant I, years of feeling like shit the next morning. I think more that and then just like realize like why I don't. I I think I wanted to be detached. I didn't like being feeling like a social obligation, if that makes sense. But also I didn't know how to drink. I didn't grow up with alcohol. So for me, when I drink, I get drunk. When was the first time you drank? When I was in high school. But you didn't really consistently do it until you came to New York? No, I did in college and stuff. But it was I was never around the only... Ex- when I had exposure to alcohol, it was always binge drinking. Yeah. It was, like it was college, party. party. Yeah, it was never casual. I didn't grow shit. up with like wine at dinner and stuff like that. So yeah, I think after college, I was like, this isn't for me. It's uh, always going like to be something that, that I'm just like, oh, I need to cut out. I cut that out. Yeah, there's always. I do it with everything. Always, you can always be a better version of yourself. I did it with chess. Yeah. Oh, you were playing too much chess? I was playing a lot of chess. Bro. And I was like, I need to stop playing chess. Really? What, were you like playing online too much? Or just like so I, I had like the chess.com membership. Oh, okay. And I was, I was playing on my phone. But I was always, I like play, I'd fall asleep playing. Wow. Dude, that's better than scrolling TikTok. It is. Wait, it is. But, did you but ever, as comedians, we need it's yeah, business when we're true. on social media. Did you ever uh cheat on chess.com? I've heard a lot of no. uh, I've heard a lot of uh No. A, a lot of talk about a, a couple chess people that will go into the tournaments and cheat somehow. No. So how is that even possible? Do you know what I'm talking about or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. If I'm gonna apply if I'm gonna learn a skill, 
it wouldn't be to cheat in chess. It would to just be better at chess. That's what I was focused on. I wouldn't... So I'll to learn go, how to cheat in chess, I would probably take a class on how to cheat in chess. I played, um, you know, Alex Botez? Sounds chess familiar. Chess girl. So I played her in okay. um, Union Square. Okay. She beat me in like three minutes. And yeah. then within like the last four months, I've been slowly playing some of those guys in Union Square. Nice. And Paul Chessman, Russian Paul, who's like a pretty well-known So chess you know the guys. Union Square. Yeah, they're my boys. Oh, what? Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah, dude. That Paul is was, super cool. Paul was on the couch, actually, like four or what five episodes. Oh, you that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Super funny. I played chess once in Union Square. I it's lost. Pretty, it's pretty intimidating, but it's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was $5. Um, Do you remember think, who you played or no? Do you remember his a name? A white guy, baldish, but like bald young, bald, or? young baldish. Okay, because like maybe older baldish, that's straight up Russian Paul. No, he could have been Russian though. He, w- he was a man of few words, which makes me say he could have been Russian. Bro, that's hilarious. Well, well, you'll see the picture at the end of this episode. You'll let me know if it was him. Okay. But yeah, I mean, these chess adventures. And also, I think that's it, awesome. it also... Um, it relates to comedy. It relates to tennis in being that you got you're by yourself figuring out what the other person chess do. chess is like tennis sitting down. Exactly. Is, well, is that accurate? I, I'm just making no. It up. is, bro. Uh, you okay, always cool. have to think about the yeah. next next shot, yeah. next move. Yeah. Think about your opponent. Yeah. I think golf, tennis, and chess are super valuable to the growth of a young human. If you uh-huh. guys are listening. In terms of like sports too, you know, it's always great to learn a team sport. Yeah. But I think it's also super important to learn an individual sport. Do you play team sports or Yeah, I did. High school, what'd you play? I played uh, football for one oh, year. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. Were you good? I, w- I had extreme social anxiety. In football? I wasn't bad. I think I was defensive end. I was in really good shape and I was really fast, but I would hide at the games behind other players so the coach wouldn't <laughs> see me so that I wouldn't have to go on the field. Did you say did you play basketball? Was that like a better sport for you? Or what was the best I sport? played a lot of basketball in middle school. Uh, college sports, I played football for a year. Then I did track and field for two years. I was short distance. And then I did soccer one year. Soccer was my favorite. I had the most fun at soccer. When did you- oh, but also soccer was senior year. So okay. my social anxiety had diminished for the most part. I was a different person by the end Were of high school. Were you good? At soccer? Yeah, I think I was pretty good. Any, I, was, I was fast and aggressive. Any thoughts about playing uh, college soccer? No. No, not at all. When did you start playing chess? Was that like your parents getting you into that? <laughs> no, I started playing chess in the pandemic after watching really? Queen's Gambit. Like every other douche oh, on chess.com. Wow. Yeah. So like you weren't uh, you weren't playing as a child no. at all? Did you learn how to play during the pandemic? I, I learned how to play when I was younger, but yeah. just like the rules. But to me, it was just like a dorky thing. What did, how did you get I never, so I ne- it? I never found it exciting. Yeah, and so then what made, what made it exciting all of a sudden? I realized I like puzzles. <laughs> okay. And I got into the Rubik's Cube. Bro. And like learning how to solve it and like the algorithms and like trying to do it like super quick. And I watched a documentary and I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, I think I watched that one too, the Netflix one. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice. No, it was I, touching. It didn't, it didn't get me onto the Rubik's Cube. Though. Oh, how could you but watch that dope. and not get a Rubik's I Cube think after? Just, well, I, I think I, for years of having one, I just think I never figured it out and it was just uh, oh, too but, intimidating. Oh, but it's so, e- it's so much easier. To fit. It's like following a recipe. You just have to like precisely do the ingredients. And then over time, you have it memorized. But yeah, and then jokes were like puzzles too. 
I didn't realize that I like puzzles, different types of puzzles. So then chess was like, oh, this is new, but I like learning new things. But I could get, I could lose excitement in the new thing after a while. Uh, but with chess, I was like, oh, this is like a puzzle. I feel like I'm getting smarter and I'm learning. And then eventually I was like, wait. So would you play computers on chess.com? Yeah, I would just play like the apps. And they have like robots. Oh, uh, they have like different type of And then I play too. people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, you got to get back in uh, Union Square. Maybe we'll freaking get Maybe, out there. But I'm too. probably so bad now. I mean, bro, you, you lose your skills so quick. In chess? Yeah. And I think you, well, you do kind of gain them back though through a few games. Kind There's of so much memory involved. Dude, it's insane. There's thousands. Yeah, I, of yeah I don't think people have any idea how complex or like how much memorization and memory is involved. Like from previous moves or previous games and like, exactly. oh, that's what's happening. This is how you get out of it. That's why, dude, like some of those ch- chess hustlers out there make anywhere from 200 to some thousand dollars a day. Yeah, man, Good they're killing them. it. Straight cash business. Yeah. It's about time somebody gets paid, bro. Yeah. Jabron, this has been an amazing episode. Dude, Thank before you, we get out of here, we're popping up your Instagram right here. Boom, so bam. let us know your Instagram and uh, what you got coming up in the uh, next few weeks. Uh, at Gibran Salim, G-I-B-R-E-N-S-A-L-E-E-M. You'll see that. Uh, next Monday, I'm at Triad Theater. I'm doing a show called Laugh in Peace. This Thursday, I'm on ABC on the Tamron Hall show promoting Bro, that. Um, let's go. Dude, so this will be up uh, within 24 hours. So what's today? Oh, Monday. Okay, so we're yeah. going to turn this around pretty quick. It'll be oh, up yeah. tomorrow night. So, so Thursday yeah. at... 10 a.m. on ABC. Let's go! I'll be on there. And then Monday, uh, I'm doing the show called Laugh in Pieces with a reverend and a rabbi. Let's it's go. really interesting. It's on the Upper West Side of Triad Theater. So uh, come check that out. Beautiful. Guys, follow Jabron. Jabron, dude, thanks so much Thank for coming you, on man. the freaking couch. Great. And this we'll see awesome. you guys next time. Peace. All right.